And a great father gives birth to great children, mighty children. The Bible says that his children shall be mighty upon the earth. Hallelujah. And I believe that, you see, all the things we are witnessing are to show us the really great father God has given to us, the great wisdom, the great understanding that God has placed upon our papa. And um, we can see it's working all over um, the lands. Amen. Amen. And tonight is a blessing to have again a bishop coming all the way from the United Denominations. Hallelujah. A year ago, there was nothing called Loyalty House International. Just a year ago, I, I didn't know. Did you know about it, Ricky? Did you know about it? Did you know about it? Did you know anything like that? We didn't know. So a great father creates new things, gives birth to new things. God is giving birth to something new in your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. So get ready for new things. And that is one of the things we have been enjoying in Lighthouse Chapel International and the United Denominations. Okay. Um, new things. New things. We, we used to have a joke that in Lighthouse, if you blink your eye like this, bah, by the time you open, there's something new. <laughs> something new has happened somewhere. Hey. So, get ready for new things. And new dimensions. So tonight, what a blessing for us to have here again, Bishop Ni Ajedu Amar. Yesterday, he preached powerfully how we must believe the declaration of the prophet that God has given to this family that it is our year of greatness and how the greatness can become a reality. Hallelujah. Tonight, I don't know where the spirit of the Lord is going to carry us to, but I know that he will only carry us closer and closer to your greatness and to our destiny. Tell somebody your destiny is glorious. Say your destiny is mighty. Say your destiny can only be greatness. Hallelujah. So tonight with Jesus joy, I want us to stand to our feet. Welcome God's anointed man, Bishop Ni Ajedu Amar, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. Oh, do a better clap offering to our father in the house. What a great father we have. Hallelujah. He's made so many ways for me. 
He paved the way for me to go to Nigeria. Now he has paved the way for me to preach in a cathedral. Convention. Oh, a better clap offering. It shows that he's a good man. Amen. You have a good man in the house. Hallelujah. And like he was saying earlier, it takes a good father to bring forth good children. Hallelujah. No wonder all his children are building. Not only building buildings, but also building human beings. Hallelujah. And so long as you remain in this house and you flow with the things in this house, your life should never be the same. Amen. Your life should never be the same. The first time I attended a camp at Legon when I joined the church, I mean, I was amazed. I've been a Christian since 1974 when I went to secondary school from one. I was amazed at what I was hearing and after that camp I went back to Takradi and for the next three to four months there was no way you would come in my presence and you would not hear the gospel I was impacted I was affected hallelujah and I want to assure you that even as you remain in this house you listen to the podcast to the makane, to the things that our father in the house is teaching, your life should not remain the same. Your life should definitely become better than that of your peers. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I thank God for our father, the bishop, and I thank God for our father, Bishop Jake, for this great opportunity. Hallelujah. That through him, I'm realizing my year of greatness. So far, it has been a fantastic year. I don't know what the rest of the year holds, but I know it can only be better. I say it can only be better. And so shall your story be. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we bless, and we honor you. Thank you so much. For always making room for us to come to your feet and to eat and to dine. Tonight, Lord, I pray that you have your way. I pray that you speak to us. I pray that none will live here the same. But that we will all be affected. We will all be transformed by your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, have your way. Touch every individual from the front to the back. Let your word bring light into our hearts. In the name of Jesus, cause us to understand your word. Not for the word just to enter our minds, but to enter our hearts. The Lord, it will bear hundredfold fruit in our hearts. That our lives will be changed and our lives will be better. We thank you. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Amen. You may please sit on your enemies. Hallelujah.
I really like your pulpit because of my height disadvantage. Normally when I go anywhere, I put a pulpit down and I stand on the next step so I can subdue it. So I sent a message to the one who did my pulpit that can we reduce the height because this one is very powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. Yesterday, we began to look at our destiny. Amen. And we realized that our destiny is good. Amen. Because God, when Christ was born, it was prophesied that he would be great in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we being his brothers, this year God has caused his servant and our prophet to also prophesy to us that our year of greatness has arrived. Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean that after this year, then from next year, you have become less great. It means that your year of greatness has begun. Amen. It means that it is continuing from today and from this year. In the name of Jesus. And so we saw that God has determined already. He has predetermined. He has predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Hallelujah. And that it is God himself who has made the provision. After he has made those plans. Now he called us. Justified us. And then glorified us. So that in case that in our minds. We think that oh because of our sinful nature. We cannot be like Christ. Paul went on to explain to us. That he himself. He God. Has called us out. Justified us. And glorified us. So that we can attain that image of his dear son. And I think it's a very great thing. Hallelujah. And we saw from Revelation 5 and verse 12. The things that our senior brother. The Bible said that he is worthy to receive. So worthy is the lamp that was slain. To receive all those powerful things. Amen. And all those powerful things are coming to you in the name of Jesus. In your year of greatness, you will realize all those things in your life. Amen. Amen. You will realize power in your life in the name of Jesus. You will realize riches in your life in the name of Jesus. You will realize glory in your life in the name of Jesus. You will see wisdom in your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It is very important because the Bible says in Hebrews 6, 12 that we should not be lazy. We should not be slothful. But we should follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Our senior brother through faith and patience also inherit the promises. Hallelujah. And several people through faith and patience have inherited promises that have been made to them. And so shall be our story. I say so shall be our story. But it's important not to be lazy. Hallelujah. It's very, because if you are lazy, you cannot follow somebody. You may see something that you appreciate. You will see something that you also like. 
But if you are lazy, you cannot follow that thing to attain what has been attained. A friend told me a story about his auntie. This woman is very skillful. When she cooks and you eat, by all means, you go for second round. Very, 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 very skillful cook. And so she was advised by the family. They were prepared to help her to do a chop bar, you know, an eating place. Because her food was good. You know what she said? She said it in Ghana. How many guns are here? When I finish, I'll interpret for you. She said, a bar tummy. <laughs> a bar tummy. Means that she'll be tired. She was being helped to make chop bar and make food. She said she'll be tired. So she will not make it. A bar tummy. <laughs> So this woman lived a poor person's till she died. Though there was every opportunity for the person to come out of poverty. And so are the lives of many people who are lazy. But today God is taking laziness out of your vocabulary in the name of Jesus. I say God is taking laziness from your heart in the name of Jesus. That's why even when we eat it is good to drink hot tea on what you have eaten. Because the oil moves in your lungs so lazily. It moves in your oesophagus. It moves in your oesophagus so lazily in through your intestines. Oesophagus. The oil will be moving lazily like that. So you drink tea to push it to make it move quicker. Amen. May you move quickly from today. I said, may you move quickly from today. And that is why from the beginning of the year, when I heard that it's a year of greatness, I move quickly in order to move and to tap into the year of greatness. Hallelujah. And the years have gone. But you shall catch up in Jesus' name. You know, our God is not a God of some first, second chance or third chance. God is a God of many chances. If it's God of second and third chance, most of us would have quenched by now. But it's a God of many chances. Hallelujah. I say it's a God of many chances. Amen. So whatever you have lost in the first half of the year, you are going to regain it speedily in the name of Jesus. I say you are going to regain it speedily in the name of Jesus. Only if you will not be lazy. Yesterday I said the greatness is there for the taking. Amen. The greatness is there for the taking. If only you are interested. And if only you will follow. Hallelujah. And one key word that we saw yesterday. Was that the lamp that was slain. Amen. The lamp that was what? That was slain. Hallelujah. The lamp that was slain. And therefore today I want to talk about two things. Which I believe will help us. To attain our greatness in this year. And I'll be talking mainly about sacrifice and obedience. Hallelujah. Sacrifice and words and obedience. They are two things that if you miss out, then you are playing with your Christianity. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And verse 2. He said, looking unto Jesus. Don't forget, Jesus is our senior brother. Amen. 
He's the one who our lives have been planned to conform to. So the Bible says that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Looking unto who? Jesus. Yesterday I said to you that your, 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 your destiny is not to be like your grandfather. Amen. Your destiny is not to be like your senior brother. Your destiny is not to be like your mass teacher. Your destiny is to conform to the image of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is your destiny. And so the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, not looking unto your grandfather or looking unto your auntie. Most of us look unto aunties, we look unto your rich uncle, look unto people. But the Bible says that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, yesterday I set a certain joy before you, a certain joy of your greatness, hallelujah, a joy of power, a joy of riches, a joy of wisdom, a joy of glory, hallelujah, a joy of blessings. All these things I set out yesterday, was to put it before your eyes to try and entice you to try and make you also see what Jesus Christ also saw because the Bible said looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him hallelujah amen so if a joy is set before you and you will lazily stand there and not move to walk into that joy voila voila but say minus me. Say minus me. I want to hear it from the back. Say minus me. I want to hear it from the middle. Say minus me. I want only the ladies. Say minus me. Only the guys. Minus me. Shall we all say minus me? It shall not be your story. I said it shall not be your story. I said it shall not be your story. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that he was despising. He endured the cross. The cross is not a symbol of anything else but a symbol of sacrifice. Amen. It's a symbol of sacrifice. And so the Bible says that as he saw the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Despising the shame. I remember when I finished Legon in 1985. <laughs> then I decided that I want to be a chartered accountant. So, for two years when I was doing my last service, I used to go to Dansoma Beach to pray. Lord, take me to the UK. Let me finish my course in a record time and bring me back home. That was all my prayers for two years. And the Lord did just that. But whilst I was there, it was not easy. When I told my father I want to be a chartered accountant, he looked at me and said, my son, so long as I have lived, I have not seen an accountant who is poor. 
So it's a good policy. It's a good policy. <laughs> Amen. That's what my father said to me. He said, I have not seen an accountant who is poor. So it's a good thing. Go ahead. Amen. And so as I was there, I went through difficulties. At a point, when I, if I, when I finished all my exams, I was working in an accounting firm from nine to five. When I close, by eight o'clock, I am engaged with supermarkets. Overnight shelving. We shelved to the morning about five. I go and take a nap and go back to work. Saturday, Friday night, I sit in my car. I go and do mini cab. I do it until early hours of Sunday. Then I go to church. It's only Sunday that I wasn't working. It was not easy. It was a great sacrifice. At times I was sitting in my car in the cold, waiting for a customer, wearing my gloves and shivering, and tears would be running down my eyes. But I knew there was a joy that was ahead of me. As I knew there was a joy that was ahead of me. As I knew there was a joy ahead of me. Because my father had told me that so long as he's concerned, he has never seen a poor accountant. And so I knew that if I go through these difficulties, if I go through this sacrifice, I will never be poor again in the name of Jesus. And you will not be poor again in the name of Jesus. I say you will not be poor again in the name of Jesus. It takes sacrifice. And that is why the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Because he is the one who we have been, we have been predetermined. God has predetermined that we should conform to him. Amen. And what did he do to be worthy to receive glory? What did he do to be worthy to receive power? What did he do to, do to be ready to receive blessing? What did he do to be ready to receive wisdom? The things that we also want to receive. Because our brother has received it. The Bible says that he endured the cross. He endured the cross. He went through the sacrifice. Hallelujah. Sacrifice has an ability to release power. Amen. It's a very strange phenomenon that has great ability to receive power. You may not see the power walking around you, but even when you look back, you're like, ah, this is what happened. And the power has ability to do many things. The power has ability to cause you to be prosperous, has ability to cause you to break through, has ability to do many things. If only you are ready to sacrifice. Hallelujah. If only you are ready to sacrifice. I tell you, it will cause you to move heaven to come to your aid. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. It said, let this mind be in you. We are talking about Jesus, nobody else. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant 
and was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even death on the cross there is no way that you can say you are following Christ there is no way you can say you are a Christian if you cannot apply the element of sacrifice to your life hallelujah amen and therefore you have many Christians who are praying day and night and are not getting any results in their lives because they are missing out on a very important ingredient what makes us Christians what made our senior brother what he is today that he is seated at God's right hand that he is seated in glory he is seated in power he is seated in blessing and these are the things that are for us as Christians these are the things that will cause our greatness to manifest and your greatness is going to manifest this year I say your greatness will manifest this year it will break forth in the name of Jesus just like the sun breaks forth in the morning it will break forth in Jesus name I said it will break forth in Jesus name the Bible says he became obedient unto death even death on the cross wherefore wherefore God also hath highly exalted him you will be exalted I said you will be exalted and give him a name which above every name You know something? I remember when I was working in Takradi. Just around after I've worked for two years there. My pastor was then Reverend Hamish, now Bishop Hamish. Audrey. One day he said to me, Bishop wants you to start a branch. I was just a shepherd in the church. Amen? Some of you shepherds, when they say start branch, these days people want to be appointed pastors when they don't, they don't even have sheep. People are called shepherds without sheep. It's an anomaly. It's, it's not normal. When they call you shepherd, you don't have sheep, you should be ashamed. You don't even have goats. How much more sheep? I say, you, you see, sheep, sheep follow. So you should have people following you then they call you a shepherd. Then you smile. But you don't even have goats. When they call you shepherd, they are laughing. You are smiling. At one point in Nigeria, people began to now qualify the shepherds. Someone say, uh, senior shepherd, and then what? Trainee shepherd, and what other names? <laughs> Potential shepherd. I said, look. <laughs> the qualification is to have sheep. Amen? So I was just a shepherd in the church. I've just been in the church for two years. And Bishop said, Bishop said, go and start church in Takradi Central. And so I went to start church. Not long after I started church, my company transferred me to Accra. I think it was a very good point. You say, oh, Bishop, I've been transferred to Accra. I have a few members. And about that time, maybe we have about 30, 40. I have a few members. Can you get some? And the one who was assisting me was also a powerful brother. He is currently the, I think, the vice chancellor of Takradi Polytechnic. Director or something. Is he a professor now? We used to call him Mr. Shen. At that time, he was a mister. Now he's a professor. Amen? But I said, no. I still want to continue this church. At times, you think you are sacrificing, but you don't know that it is rather for your blessing. 
And so I said to the family, wife, stay in Takradi with the children. I will go to Accra. I wanted to, apart from the church, I wanted to have something that will always attract me to go to Takradi for the weekend. For two good years, every Friday without exception, when I close my car, then I take off to Takradi. I arrive. Saturday, I go to the station. Sunday, church service. We have meetings. Monday morning, straight drive to Accra to the office. I did that for two solid years. In fact, if I have left the family in Accra, if I have taken the family to Accra, there wouldn't be much attraction. I mean, let's face it. That's why Christ is both power and wisdom. <laughs> Amen? That's why he says he's what? He's worthy to receive power. There was also wisdom. Is that not the case? I said, if I take the family, oh, we are in Accra. It will be very difficult. Hey! The weekend I will enjoy small with my wife. But I left the enjoyment in Takradi. So that at least, apart from even having a shepherdoria work to do, there was a husbandry work to also do. This one is animal husbandry. <laughs> Amen. And so for two years, I said, let me just do this church. I did this thing for two years until I was transferred out of Ghana to Zimbabwe. But recently, I discovered a great blessing that I didn't even realize at that time. Several times, when you move into sacrifice, you don't know that God is just about to break forth in your life. When I moved to Accra, by virtue of my position, I was entitled to $2,500 a month for rent allowance. Because at that time, they were renting places for us, 5000 and things. So we said, no, 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 no. We would prefer the money to be given to us, at least while we can invest in our own uh, money, property. Because I was alone, I was staying in my sister's flat. For which I was paying nothing. It was just recently that, ah, this thing crowd, there was serious financial benefits. Serious financial benefits that I didn't even think about. And so for two years, I was receiving this $2,500 every month. That is how I even started building my house. Amen. So as for sacrifice, when you move into sacrifice, you see, a certain power is released. I said, a certain power is released. Very interesting. In front of my house, my flat, I was also entitled to security man. So this security man was sitting in front of my flat. You know a block of flats? And you have one flat. He was sitting in front of the flat with his leg crossed. I said to HR, why is this security man sitting in front of my flat? I don't need a security man sitting in front of my Because even in the flat, I don't have anything there. My property and everything is in Takradi. But the point I'm making is that I took that step even not knowing that there was a step. In fact, I didn't even realize it until sometime last year. I said, ah, this thing, I was blessed by it. So when you are moving into sacrifice, you don't know what you are moving into. I say, you don't know what you are moving into. I say, you don't know what you are moving into. You know, as our father in the house is here, he has sacrificed a lot. As soon as he finished his house in Accra, 
I don't know whether you even moved in. He moved in small, small. They said, oh yeah, go to Nigeria. Going to Nigeria. And you see, we girls, we don't travel much. So to take my sister to Nigeria is not an easy thing. Because girls by tradition don't travel. With two sweet, beautiful girls. It was a great sacrifice. Hallelujah. So if today you sit in the cathedral, you don't know what he has sacrificed. I say you don't know what he has sacrificed. You see, when you come to the mission house today, it's a nice place. Opposite the mission house is a senator. But when he moved there, where they were staying at first, as you, you, are, you are asleep, you hear gunshots. As you are asleep, you hear thieves going from house to house doing oppression. It's a great sacrifice. And I'm saying that Jesus sacrificed. That's why he's worthy. He said, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Not the lamb that was sleeping. Not the lamb that was enjoying. Not the lamb that was snoring. Not the lamb that was moving about. Not the lamb that was watching television. But worthy is the lamb that was slain. And he's worthy to receive power. He's worthy to receive glory. He's worthy to receive wisdom. He's ready to receive riches. He's ready to receive blessing. And that is your destiny. That is your destiny. The way to Accra will always be this way. The road to Accra will always be this one going. Can never be here. The way to your glory is taking that step of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Somebody clap for Jesus. He's a good man to follow. Hallelujah. Jesus is a good man to follow. Amen. I said amen. One thing that you should also know is a sacrifice is the key to fruitfulness in life. John chapter 12 verse 23. John chapter 12 verse 23 He said, Jesus answered them saying The hour is come that the son of man should be glorified Amen Very interesting The hour is come that the son of man should what? Be glorified The person was going to die But he is saying to be glorified Which, You see, it confirms what we just read That looking unto Jesus Eh? The other effects of our faith. Who for the joy? The joy is the glorification. That was set before him. He endured the cross. Because as the guy is going to suffer, he said, actually, I'm ready to be glorified. So as Peter and the rest were looking and wondering what this guy is talking about. How come this guy is so happy? How come this guy is entering into this thing with all his strength? He was seeing the joy. Take your eyes off the surroundings and the small work that you have been given and look at the outcome. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And Jesus answered, say unto them, the hour is come that the son of man should be what? Glorified. Verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. No wonder you are alone. No wonder no sister will follow you. Because even when they give you small sheep, you scatter them. 
It means you are going to scatter the sister's life. <laughs> Shabby shepherd must go. Small sheep they give to you, you scatter. How can you take care of somebody's daughter? I said, how can you take care of somebody's daughter? He said, very I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruits. You'll be fruitful in the name of Jesus. I say, you'll be fruitful in the name of Jesus. I say, you'll be fruitful in the name of Jesus. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. You need to lose your life small to sacrifice small. Amen. Bishop Jake, since I've been in Nigeria, God has blessed me tremendously, I tell you. Thank you very much again for making the way for me. You don't know how I appreciate it, eh? I always tell my church members. One day I was there, a certain lady came to me. You had two big envelopes. Brown one. Peak A5. <laughs> she put one in front of me. Said, This one is for Bishop. So I knew the next one would be for me. And she confirmed, And this one is for you. <laughs> I opened the first one. Full land documents. Full. I opened the second one. It wasn't supporting document for the first, also, full document for another land. Two plots. He said, one for Bishop in one place. This one for you. Just like that. Just like that. I thought I was going to sacrifice. I didn't know I was walking into blessing. As I didn't know I was walking into blessing. As I didn't know I was walking into blessing. He said, the time has come that the Son of Man must be what? Glorified. Then he began to say, accept of which fall to the ground and die it abides alone he's talking about sacrifice but when he dies it brings forth much fruit if you love your life you'll lose it if you lose your life you gain it but he started introduction when you are reading any thesis the introduction is very important and that's why I like John 15 16 it says you have not chosen but I have chosen you and ordained you that is introduction that the main body is that, that you would go forth and bring forth fruits. That your fruit will remain. And then conclusion, it says that so that whatever you ask the father in my name, I will give to you. The introduction is good. The conclusion is good. The essay is correct. I said the essay is correct. The essay of your life is correct. I said the essay of your life is correct. God always makes a way. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm the one who have chosen you and ordained you. Which I have prepared you. So after I prepared you, just go, just go and bring forth fruit. Many of us here have been trained in the church. We have heard messages upon messages, and we are still sitting down. He said that unless the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. You are thinking just of yourself, just of yourself. But I see you taking that step of sacrifice from today. Number one, sacrifice to do what? 
Mark 1 35. He said, What? A great while before day. At least that's one thing you can do. Amen? He said, What? In the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Hallelujah. I just heard Bishop saying on Sunday that we should take prayer serious. He said there's a difference between those who pray and those who don't pray. There's a difference. One of the main things I did this year was to double my prayers. Yeah. I was very privileged to be with Bishop Obi during the Christmas. So we're chatting, fellowshipping. So I said, so how, how is prayer life? How would you do? He said, oh. Because previously when I wake up and maybe that day the sleep goes too deep and I wake up and sunshine has come like 6 o'clock I become very sad because you know by 8, 9 calls have started moving things have started so I always forced to wake up like 3, 3.30 so at least I can pray up to 6, 7 but he said to me any time I wake up I just enter my study and normally maybe he say I wake up like 6, 7 enter my study and I'm there till afternoon so it's a good policy so this day when I wake up in the sunshine, I'm not sad. Just enter my, my, my city. I said, this year, this declaration will not miss me by. This declaration will not pass me by. Whatever I am doing spiritually, I want to double it because I want to see my greatness unfolding this year. He said, a great while before day, I have never seen somebody who has not slept enough that has died out of it. When I used to travel with Bishop, it was not easy. I remember one day we came to Nigeria and we were at uh, Sheraton. I think we departed. We parted at like 1 a.m. And meanwhile, we're staying at your place. Remember, I said we're taking off at 5. And it's like we're going to get home at 2 and then take off at 5. I was thinking, hey, how is this possible? <laughs> I mean, the thing didn't add up because me at least, I want to have some. I heard some one doctor say, at least you need five hours sleep. So that's how I always work the thing out. I go to sleep at 2 and wake up at 5 and move me at 5. When you by 4, 4.30, I should be up to prepare to move at 5. So what? It's not easy. But the Lord said to me, you will not die. He said, you will not die. You will not die. You will not die. Hallelujah. Sacrifice will not kill you. Jesus Christ has died already. He went to the cross for you. There's only small that you have to do. Only small. And so much that you have received in this church. Wherever you are in your branch, there is far more you can do. You know, it's very interesting. Those of us who cherish your work more than the work of God. I have news for you. I have worked in about three gold mine locations. All these locations are prime locations. I work in Obwasi. When I was working in Obwasi, Obwasi was the fifth largest gold mine in the whole world. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, fifth. Largest gold mine in the whole world. Of course, at that time, I was, I was just about to, I had not joined Lighthouse properly at that time. But go there and go and see. Lighthouse is flourishing there. 
the good man is perishing or has perished. Lighthouse has flourished and the good man has perished. The only thing that will survive the test of time is the work of God. I say it's the work of God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you can't sacrifice, you see, in this life, you by all means sacrifice something. I say you by all, you may sacrifice to watch television. It's also a sacrifice. <laughs> a sacrifice without any proper outcome. You may sacrifice to be doing foolish things. It's also a sacrifice. But when you sacrifice for the Lord, it is the only sacrifice that brings about returns in this life and in the life to come. I worked in Zimbabwe. When I was there, it was the largest gold mine in Zimbabwe. The largest singular gold mine in Zimbabwe. By the grace of God, we started church in Zimbabwe. Today, the church is flourishing. They have about 16 branches. The gold mine is vanished. (laughs) It's vanished. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. As you sacrifice to do the church. He said, when God said, he said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. He said, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. What Jesus was saying is that, come. Come and take what I have. What is the burden of God? The burden of God is that every man will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. That is the burden of God. Amen. And what is your burden? Your burden is to prosper. Your burden is to marry. Look, you can't, it is not easy to prosper, I tell you. It is not easy to marry. There almost half of the church were here yesterday. It's not easy to marry. You can be a very handsome. I saw some handsome guys inside. Just, they are not married. It doesn't depend on your handsomeness. It doesn't depend on the shape of your mustache. It doesn't depend on your hairstyle. It doesn't depend on your eyelashes. It doesn't depend on your beard. It doesn't depend on your Adam's apple. Neither does it depend on your Moses mango. It depends on God. I say it depends on God. They say this one is called Adam's apple. There's something called Moses mango. Go and find what it is. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. It takes God to come and bring somebody to say, my sister, I love you. It takes God. I say, it takes God. So what Jesus Christ is saying is that your bed and your problems, you cannot solve it. Look, even if you have children, you have brought them to church. There's no guarantee they will turn out well. It's only God. I say, it's only God. I say, it's only God. I say, it's only God. So ask Bishop Jake, and my sister is here. And they are doing the church. They are taking care of you. God is also taking care of their children for them. That's why he said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is to see the lost saved. And learn of me. He said, my yoke is easy. Is it not easy to say to somebody Jesus loves you? Compare that to going and saying to somebody, I love you. 
After all, if I say Jesus loves you, you say you don't. I'm not saying I love you. I said Jesus loves you. Jesus said I should come and tell you he loves you. So if you reject me, how does that affect me? It doesn't affect me. I say it doesn't affect me. Because it's Jesus who loves you. If you reject, it's Jesus you are rejecting, not me. But if I come and say I love you and reject me, oh Charlie. So he said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It means that yours is heavy. You cannot carry it. As I say, bring it unto me. Hallelujah. Bring it unto me. He said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured the cross. Despising the shame. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. Sacrifice releases power. It brings about fruitfulness. He said, when the corn of wheat falls to the ground and die, then it brings forth much fruit. Amen. You want your life to be fruitful? You see, I was saying, I don't know what I said to you yesterday, but I have two children who are in the school in the US. By the grace of God. You see, as I have joined the church, I'm doing my best. I have so many people in Nigeria I'm taking care of. You think my only two children, God will not take care of them for me? I don't even think about them. <laughs> my son is in Atlanta church, playing keyboard, playing guitar, singing. What a blessing. I said, what a blessing. It's a great blessing. There's a family who takes care of him. I don't even think about him. I don't, why should I think? I've got so many people to think about. <laughs> School fees of over 100,000 a year. You think it's in my pocket? Come and see. But every year God takes care of them. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. When you are being called to do something small in the church. You think they are saying something bad. Something small. After all, what can you do? I say what can you do? God, look, you need God. I need God. God does not need me for anything. Whatever I'm doing, there are so many people who can do it. I tell you. So many people. It is my blessing and my privilege to do my small. Hallelujah. He said, The time has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Your glorification is about to break forth. I say, Your glorification is about to break forth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Next sacrifice releases untold blessings. Genesis chapter 12. Let's read from verse 1. Suddenly it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. So several times when God is asking you to do something, he's just tempting you small to see. Like God giving me a church in Takradi when I've been transferred out of Takradi. He's just tempting me to see. The bottom line is for him to bless me. It's not about the church at all. Two years I left the church and went. The church has flourished. So it's not about the church. It's about me. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that God tempted Abraham, not 12, 22. Came to pass after these things, Genesis 22, that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. 
And he said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. <laughs> Look at what God is doing. Though. Take thy son, number one. Then he has to emphasize that only son. I want him to pain you more. Thy only son Isaac. I said that is not all whom thou lovest. In case you are not aware, he's trying to the thing to pain you more. <laughs> you shall endure in the name of Jesus. You shall pass every test and temptation in Jesus' name. Thy son whom thou lovest. <laughs> And get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will show thee. Hmm. Most of us will be thinking about this. I'm sure Abraham did not sleep. Look, you see, one day you, you read these things in the Bible, like some story, you, 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 you don't think about it. Do and sacrifice your son. Your only son, the one you love. Meanwhile, God has promised you He will make you a father of nations, and that's the only one who you, 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 you can become the father of nations for you. And you are old. Even with Isaac, it wasn't easy. The several times you tried before it came to pass. <laughs> you are thinking, as the night you be thinking, hey, can I be able to perform to produce another one? Can Sarah's womb take care of it? Because the first time I, I didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. I don't know about this time. A lot of thoughts. But the Bible says Abraham rose up early. Not late. Amen. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. And saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son and claimed the wood for the burnt offering. And rose up and went into the place which God had told him. Hallelujah. So you know how the story went. Is that not the case? Let's move to verse 16 and see something there. In the eyes of God, Abraham sacrificed his son Isaac. In the eyes of God. He said and said, go to verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven. The second time, verse 16, and said, By myself I have I sworn, saith the Lord. <laughs> you know what God said? God Himself came and He said, I swear God. I swear God. <laughs> God said, I swear God. <laughs> he said, By Himself. God, there's no more. Mightier person to swear by. So God looked at Abraham. So I swear God. I swear God. May God swear God for you. <laughs> it means that you have come to the point where God is saying that look. There is no way I cannot do something about this man's case. There is no way I cannot do something. There is no way. There is no way. By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, next verse, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed. As the stars of the heaven, and as the sun which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. 
You see, God began to pronounce blessings that have never been pronounced before. How can somebody's seed be more than the stars? Be more than the sun, the grains of sun on the seashore? <laughs> yes, God was provoked. He was provoked. He was provoked to the nonsense degree. He was provoked to the extent that he could not do anything about it. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. No, normally you say, oh, you are blessed. But I say, in blessing, I will bless you. But now there is blessing in blessing. Hmm. One man look at the wife. So, oh, don't dear me, do pa. Oh, don't dear me, do pa. See me don't say to. I sometimes they have all those terms. I don't know what it means. Me don't say to. I don't know what it means. Or daddy, I mean, it's like what you say. He loves the wife. Saying blessing, I will bless you, and multiply, I'll multiply. May that be your story. I say, may that be your story. There are some things that when you do, it provokes God. May you provoke God from today. I say, may you provoke God from today. May you provoke God. I risked my life for two years every Friday evening. Usually, when I pass Kaswa, before I come away, that I have set off. Because Kaswa traffic was heavy in those days. I leave office five. By the time I get out of the Kaswa traffic, is seven. There's a particular place on the road. Each time I read there, I pray in tongues, wild. Because the road is dangerous. Every time I read it, the tongues, I increase it. I know it's only tongues that will take me through. And for two years, going and coming. Monday morning, by 4 a.m., I'm up, I'm back. I didn't even realize God has blessed me. Until later, years later, I said, ah, this blessing cry came from here. This blessing came from here. May you provoke the Lord with your prayer. I said, may you provoke the Lord with your with your sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to talk about obedience now. One of the things that obedience brings is it brings a generational blessing. You see, as we are here, most of us who have given our lives, we are doing the work of the ministry. Your bishop, you see, He's a full graduate who was an expert in computers. Gave it all up. Working in the ministry. Do you think God is blind? Eh? God said he is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. Hallelujah. God is not blind. He is also not unrighteous. He doesn't forget. We human beings forget but not God. Hallelujah. So you see, as he's there, there are decisions that you take that the blessing are not just for you. That decision sparks off a certain generational blessing. And it just continues. It just continues. It's just like you are born into a fetish priest house. You also become a fetish priest. 
There was one lady, there's lady, one lady in my, in my church recently appointed her a pastor. Last year I appointed a pastor. Her house is a fetish house. You know Esther's house? It comes from her grandfather was a fetish priest. And by whatever reason, the grandfather was supposed to hand over to her. Meanwhile, she was in the church. She went through severe spiritual battle. In fact, she, she nearly died. Praying, prayers, pleading blood. Hey! As soon as she became well, the grandfather died. The grandfather died. Because she was in the nest to take over from the grandfather. So it's like you are born into a family and this is what the family does. In the same way, you are born into Christ and you are blessed to be in the church where you are given opportunity to serve God. Look, it's a great opportunity. I said it's a great opportunity. Hallelujah. In fact, it's a great... Look, I mean, ask me, why would I leave my job that is paying me so much to say I'm coming to serve God? When I came for interview to serve God, when they told me how much they will pay me, it was exactly my time that I was paying. My, exactly my time. But I said, all these years I've been giving a tithe to God and God is satisfied with it. So I can also eat the tithe. I'll be satisfied with it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. When God is calling you to sacrifice in the church, he's calling you to bless you. Amen. I said amen. For most of us, our problem is disobedience. That's the most of the problems in the church. God has given you a pastor. God has given you pastors. He's given you shepherds to watch over you. But we don't listen to them. There is not a single person in my church who has listened to me who today is not happy. Reverend Murphy, one of my pastors, when they camp, I said, Murphy, this sister, Sahira, she's a good sister. She must sleep some time ago, but she's back. She's a good sister. So move. And he moved. Today they are happily married with three children. One of my pastors, when I was leaving here to Nigeria, I don't know why. He was working in the bank, UBA. But he decided to resign and follow me to Nigeria. I don't know why. So he followed me, came to Nigeria. At the point he wanted to marry, he was struggling. It's an Ewe boy. Then I remembered that there's an Ewe sister in the Takradi church. Because I was in Takradi. I remember there's an Ewe sister in the Takradi church. And I said, ah, there's a sister there. I called the sister. And I linked them up. After a few months, the boy came to tell me, the sister is not pulling her weights. I said, don't worry. I called the sister. He's a good brother. Flo. 
They are married. Their sister is in Nigeria now. Amen. I was telling you about Brother Tas yesterday. Married this sister. Married. He's happy. Some people, when they propose to you, I, I, I want to see the, the lady. What, what do you want to see? What do you want to see? And there are others that when your pastor says this one, they mean I'd rather go the opposite. You have become like Esau. The Bible says that Esau saw that his father did not like the children who came from Ishmael. And so Esau actually went there to take one of the daughters from there. The exact thing that the father didn't like. The exact thing that the father didn't like. Our people in my church have been there for nine years. Once I said, hey, when I came, you were 22. The thing you've been saying, you've been saying the same thing. Today, you're 31. For the first time, I proposed her to a certain brother. And brother said, well, I think she's older than me. Then I became alert. For the first time, somebody was seeing her as older. For the first time. For the first time. Then I asked, how did she? She said, I remember that I've been there for nine years. When I went, she was 22. Very smart, intelligent girl. Anybody you propose to her, she has something to say. The other day, I proposed one brother to her. I sat in the car. Do you know him? Do you really know him? I said, please. Please. I said, please. Please. I'm sorry I did I proposed. I'm sure later he became interested, but it was too late. Just early this year or last year too. I went to like myself as him. One brother from Switzerland called, he wanted a woman to marry. So I started talking to this sister. Charlie, I've come again. (laughs) There's this brother in Switzerland. I mean, as I was talking, when when a guy said, Ashanti, he woo me. (laughs) Ashanti. <laughs> I mean, it's like as I was talking, she was just not looking at me. So, in the, even in the middle of my sentence, I stopped. I didn't continue. In the middle of the sentence, there was no comma, there was no footstep. I just stopped. I said, Hey, I like myself, case And I'm saying, recently, for the first time, somebody said, Ah, she's older than me. I said, hmm. The flower days are passing. If only you will listen to the pastor God has given you. And those who are on the branches, you listen, even from the branches, you should be visiting here often. You should be visiting here often. Visiting here often and rendering services. I was in this home. I had a Convention that we had a PFI. One sister moving, moving, moving. As we were discussing, the pastor said, These brothers, they are all not married. But that's the way the star was moving. 
was moving. Before I ended the thing, I have proposed somebody to take care of her. Because she was just moving. Serviceable, moving, 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 moving. Serving and moving. You will be identified in the name of Jesus. I say you will be identified in the name of Jesus. Look, marriage problems are everywhere. Bishop Jake, I was in Atlanta and after preaching on Sunday, I was sat down in the office. There was a long queue. Then I understood how Jethro advised Moses that this thing will kill you and kill the people. And not everybody who came, beloved. Everybody who came, marriage. Everybody without, without exception. Thirty ones, one beloved. Forty twos, they want. Forty nines, they also want. Long queue. At the point I came out, I saw them. I said, "What?" Is that what Moses went through? No wonder Jethro advised him to pick 70 others and place your spirit upon them. If only you will listen. If only you listen. The Bible says that to obey. You see, we talk about sacrifice, but there's something even better than sacrifice. It says to obey is better than to sacrifice. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, he didn't learn sacrifice. He learned obedience to the many things that he suffered. Obedience will take you high. Amen. I say obedience will take you high. Amen. Obedience will cause your year of greatness to manifest in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, there is something dangerous that I want to end with today. Very dangerous. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. I want us to read from verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Listen carefully. Verse 2. Wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. There is a spirit that works in children of disobedience. And tonight that spirit will give way in the name of Jesus. I said that spirit will give way in the name of Jesus. We'll come back to two, three. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. In the last of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others. Next. But God who is rich in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Next. Even when we were dead in sins. Have quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. Our senior brother has appeared again. He has done what? He has quickened us together with who? With Christ. Is it not powerful? Next verse. I love this. And hath raised us up together 
and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This senior brother said, I will not let my brothers go somewhere else. I will not let my brothers go wayward. If I am prepared and if I'm worthy to receive glory, to receive honor, to receive power, and to receive blessing, I want to receive it with my brethren. Clap for Jesus, somebody. That is your destiny. Next verse. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us. Again, what? Through Christ Jesus. <laughs> through Christ Jesus. Next verse. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. It's God's gift. And most of us are rejecting God's gifts. We are rejecting God's gifts. Next verse. It's a gift too. It's a gift. I say it's a gift. Somebody say, come to my house, come and get a gift. You don't go. That is what we are doing. It's a gift. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Final verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. So you could see at this scripture, and when what we read from the um, day one, Romans 8 29, that there are things that have been ordained for us. It's just like you are born into a certain very rich family. Like you are, your father is, is a is the sheikh of Qatar or Dubai or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> and you are born into that family. Recently, the, the, one of the uh, Arab guys made his son the hair. His, his cousin was, and he put his son there. It's like you have been born into it. <laughs> you know, imagine that this son did not go to school when he was told to go to school. There was no way his father would have put him there. There was no way. The thing that he has been born into it already. Are you with me? He has been what? Born into it already. You just have to do the, the what you say. They take him to the Harvard, you go. They take him to this, you go. They, you study history, study this. That's all you need to do. Because you have been born into it. He said that we are his workmanship. Mm, for, 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 for whom he did, no, no, uh, back to um, what we're reading, Ephesians 2, 10. Say, for we are his works and be created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God had before ordained. God has done it for you. All that you need to do is to walk in it. You are walking in it, in it into your blessings. I say you are walking in it into your blessings. Hallelujah. And so disobedience has crippled us. And as a result, we are not seeing our greatness. But I say it's being broken from today. Let me read the last two scriptures and then we'll pray. Ephesians, Genesis chapter 15, 22. Not Genesis 15. Um, Genesis 15. First Samuel. First Samuel 15. I don't know why I put Genesis. First Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, Have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice 
as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now compare this to Ephesians 2 2. So, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. There's a spirit that works in people who disobey. And that's what someone was saying. As the Lord has great delight as in sacrifice, like he said to obey is what? Better than sacrifice. So disobey is like rebellion. And here he's saying there's a certain spirit that is working in people who don't obey. And that spirit has affected us in the church. But tonight God is casting out that spirit in the name of Jesus. I said tonight you are going to pray that spirit out of your life in Jesus name. When you are disobedient, there's a spirit that operates in your life. It's the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. So the moment you become someone who is disobedient, the spirit attaches itself to you. Jesus Christ said, the prince of this world cometh, but has nothing in me. When the spirit comes, disobedience does not belong to God. It belongs to the devil. If you have something in your house that belongs to somebody, the person has every right to come into your house. You cannot stop him. If you take my car, you go and park in your house. I have every right to break your gate and come into your house and take my car. In the same way, as disobedience is in your life, the devil has every right, every right, without restrictions, to come into your life. And that is what is happening to most of us. So the spirit that worketh in the children of what? Disobedience. Tonight, every disobedient spirit will leave your life. I said every disobedient spirit will leave your life. Because you're yet, you see, we, we, we walking in disobedience can never cause you. Look at Saul. Because of disobedience. Someone said, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, the Lord has also rejected you. They look at David. David did a worse sin. Sleeping with somebody's wife and killing the person. But yet when they said, you have died, said, yes, I'm sorry. It is me. Forgive me. But Saul will argue. Bishop said, when there is an issue being discussed and it goes beyond three minutes, it's a sport case. It's a sport case. Your pastor said A, then you say B. When it's even you say B, then you say D. I was expecting you to say C, but you say D. And on and on. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. Tonight we are going to cast that spirit in the name of Jesus. You see, it's just like you are growing up going to school. Say go to school, go and play football. How do you end? You don't end well. It's as simple as that. It's a spirit that is working in you. But tonight we cast it out in the name of Jesus. There are two things we want to pray about tonight. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. 
He said, and he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord had chosen Jerusalem, rebuke thee. Tonight we are going to rebuke the devil. I said tonight we will rebuke the devil. We are going to rebuke him out of our lives. In the name of Jesus. And then secondly, in First Samuel chapter 30, from verse 18, when David and his people went for battle, and when they came, all the, they've come to take, the Amalekites have come to conquer everybody. The Bible says, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great. Neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that had been taken to them. David recovered all. Tonight, we will rebuke the devil and you will recover everything that you have lost in this first half of the year. Shall we rise on our feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said there is a spirit that works in the children of disobedience. And we know ourselves. Wherever you are, I want you to just open your mouth and just begin to pray. There is one prayer I want you to pray tonight. You want to rebuke Satan out of your life. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. You want to rebuke Satan out of your life. He said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You want to rebuke Satan out of your life in the name of Jesus. You want to rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. Whatever Satan has done. He says Satan was standing by to resist. The devil has been resisting you for a long time. But tonight, I said tonight it comes to an end. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan will rebuke you. Satan, I rebuke you. Satan, I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus. Your spirit that works in children of disobedience. I rebuke you tonight. I rebuke you tonight. I rebuke you tonight. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you tonight. I rebuke you tonight. We know ourselves. You know how you have operated with your pastor. But tonight you feel strongly that one of these words, either the sacrifice of disobedience, either sacrifice of disobedience, you have walked in it. There is a spirit that is operating in your life. But tonight that spirit is giving way in the the name name of Jesus. Jesus. You want a touch from the Lord. I want you to come forward right now. I want you to come forward right now. Disobedience. Anytime pastor proposes something, you have a counter proposal. Anything. You have disobeyed your parents ah, from the time you were born up to today. Tonight, God wants to set you free. I said tonight, God wants to set you free. I said tonight, God wants to set you free. In a very short time, you want a touch from the Lord to be released from the spirit of disobedience to be rebuked out of your life. I want you to move forward right now quickly. Just come forward quickly. You are in your stead because of your disobedience. But tonight, as you are coming, you are praying. 
As you are coming, you are praying. As you are coming, you are praying. As you are coming, you are praying. Satan will rebuke you. Yes, Lord. Satan will rebuke you. Yes, Lord. Satan will rebuke you. Yes, Lord. Some of us is laziness. With laziness, you can become you can overcome laziness with just obedience. Just doing what you are taught to do. Satan will rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. 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 Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands right now. Just praise. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I cast out every spirit of disobedience in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Satan, I rebuke you. Yes. Satan, I rebuke you. Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. Yes, Lord. Satan, I rebuke you. Jesus, yes, we are Lord. breaking every chain. Every chain of Jesus. disobedience. Yes. Be broken in the name of yes. Jesus. Yes. Be broken in the name of yes. Jesus. Yes. We break it now in Jesus' name. Be free. Yes. We rebuke you, Satan. Yes. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. Leave alone. I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of disobedience, I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. We rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, Satan, I rebuke you. Lift your hands. Yes. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you. In Jesus' name. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I cast out, lift your hands, every spirit of which.
God. In the name of Jesus. Every rebellious spirit. I rebuke you, Satan. In Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. In Jesus' name. You spirit. You spirit. You spirit. In the children of disobedience, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. Jesus. You spirit will work in the yes. channel of disobedience. 
I rebuke you yes, in Jesus' name. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes, I rebuke you Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Yes. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. From today, you will listen to advice. I say from today you will take counsel. Yes. I say from today you will take counsel. In the name of Jesus. In the few minutes left us. Yes. There are some of us who you have lost so much. You have lost time. You have lost opportunities. That have come your way. And the Bible says that and David recovered all whatever you have lost in the past you are recovering in the name of Jesus whatever it is you have lost whether opportunities that you have lost Jesus. some of us we came very close to marriage and we lost that opportunity but God is a God of many chances and so you are recovering all tonight I say you are recovering all tonight you have lost opportunities for yes. a good job but you are recovering it tonight Jesus. if there are people here you are a graduate any graduate here who have been out of job I want you to come not just anybody but graduate out of job just come just come you shall recover all I say you shall recover all Jesus when God created Adam all that God gave Adam to do was to work lift your hands you are a graduate you should be working you should be working you should be working you recover all I say you recover all you know you have to believe these things I remember when I was working in Ashanti Goldfields. I don't know why, but at the point, people were coming to me. They said, ah, I was discussing property with this guy and he said, I should come and see you. That you are the person who can give me direction. Maybe that time, I didn't have anything. I didn't have, I didn't have a house. So I don't know why they were directing people to me. This one came and said, I was discussing property and I said, Charlie, you, are the, you are the main person. <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> you object? I'll tell you, I didn't understand. But as I was there, suddenly at the point in my life, I had about six houses. Suddenly. In Ghana, South Africa. I said, ah. I mean, not that I have planned to buy houses. But suddenly I realized that I have it is like all oh, those years they were saying, ah, somebody said property. He said, I should come and talk to you. No, no, I had properties in the realm of the spirit I didn't know. In the realms. And as I was there, suddenly I realized that I had about six houses. Not just local, not some village uh, that they have used uh, mud to do. No. Houses. International houses. Suddenly. And some of you have been here, you have been graduates for I don't know how many years now. And your years, your friends have gone ahead of you. 
But tonight you are recovering all. I say tonight you are recovering all. I want testimony from a, a certain um, lady in a- Atlanta. The pastor just sent to me, said, Bishop, the testimonies have begun. I just prayed with them in the convention. And after the service, I called them and I prayed with them. The lady said her husband had a job offer which was better than where he was working. So when he told his boss, in fact, he wrote a letter, sent a mail to his boss, he was leaving. He said a fortune for, is it 4,500 or 4,400? 500 he used, 4,500 company. He said immediately the boss called the CEO and told him that, hey! So they arranged a meeting for him. When he went for the meeting, what the people were offering him, they doubled it. They double it, they made him sign plus promotion. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. You shall recover all. I say you shall recover all. Whatever the devil has stolen from you, you recover it. I say whatever the devil... Listen, when you begin to recover, don't be puffed up. I just stop to remind you. Otherwise, you will lose it and you will never even think that. You will never even remember that you, you got something. When you begin to recover, never be puffed up. There are many people, when you get opportunities, the opportunities fight against the work of God. One brother in my church, very nice brother, works with empty and he got a very, he got a job. So he told me about it. But I said he wasn't too happy about the job because the job would take him out of Lagos. I said, well, just pray the will of the Lord be done. So he went for the interview. Everything. They called him on Monday to say he has been successful. They are giving him the job. Then the HR called him. They were offering him something lower than where he was. And he told me, I said, the Lord has spoken. How can you leave your job and go and take something lower? The Lord has what? Spoken. Because even as you are leaving from to where you are going, the lighthouse is not there. So that alone should tell you that this is not opportunity from God. Because some of you, when you are left on your own, you backslide. Lift your hands. You recover all. You recover all. In the name of Jesus. Father, cause this ones to recover. Everything that they have lost, call them to recover. What the canker worm has eaten, call them to recover, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Let them receive a recovery spirit to recover everything that they have lost. The every month that they have lost and every potential salary they have lost. Call them to recover it. Somebody give me a song from behind. Call them to recover it in the name of Jesus. You will recover it in the name of Jesus. You will recover it in the name of Jesus. Every lost income you recovered. Every lost income will be recovered in the name of Jesus. Every lost income will be recovered. In Jesus' name, you will recover all. You will recover all. You will recover all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You will not remain unemployed for long. You will recover all. You will recover all. You will recover all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Opportunities will open to you. And you will recover. You will recover them. You will recover them. 
In Jesus' name, you recover all. You recover all. You recover every opportunity lost. Every income lost. We will recover in Jesus' name. We will recover in Jesus' name. You will recover all. In the name of Jesus, you will recover. You will recover. You will recover. You will recover all. In the name of Jesus, you will recover all. You will recover all. In Jesus' name. Are there branch pastors here? Are there branch pastors here? 